Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people 21 years of older who love beer and laughter. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers, where we're comfortable with uh, touching other men's setups. The uh, we're we're that's, here that's with Josh of, uh, of of Liquid Lunch uh, and Interbrews. Welcome, Josh. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Tim. I'm, I'm excited about having you on. Uh, this is kind of cool. So we are today is the one year anniversary of the inception of the idea. Okay. Uh, to be completely honest, like cool. so, it was my 41st birthday. We were partying pretty hard at Thistle. Uh, there was Andreas, uh, who was working at Senate Avenue at the time, and me, Mandy, my wife, and Mary, and me, and we just started talking. Uh, and I was like, you know what would be fun? is a brown guy drinking beer in a hot tub, because I do that all the time anyway. <laughs> and let me just do it and record it. Uh, and it's kind of evolved into this yeah. uh, a year later, man. Uh, and so what I'm, I'm glad to have you on, who's been on this journey for a lot longer than what we've been doing it. Yeah, 10 years. 10 oh, years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So tell us, you know, how did this get started and, and what is, how's the journey been to you? Uh, well, the, the journey has been horrible. No, it's been amazing. <laughs> Actually, I, I love every moment of it. Um, even the, the shittiest parts are great, uh, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I can expand on that, I suppose. But um, yeah, it was like, you know, 10 years ago, it was podcast kind of started, and I keep tapping my beer against the stand, sorry. Uh, the, uh, you know, podcasts were kind of starting to come out a bit you still had to download them onto your ipod you know connect your ipod to your computer move the the uh files over and then you know do that whole thing oh wow right? so okay it wasn't as easy like now it's super easy everything's on your phone everything you know you stream it whatever but um so you know i listened to a few podcasts adam carolla and joe rogan and the ones that are you know they're still gone so, Man, i want to do this because i've worked in radio before but working in radio, I, you know, you don't make much money. And so I was like, you know what? I don't want to make any money. I'll do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Double down. Money? No. Yeah. Not happening. So, you know, me and Sabra, I was like, you know, I'll get some friends together. We'll do it. And like every other, well, not every other podcast, but most podcasts that start out with a big group of people, after about two episodes, everybody's like, this is a lot of work. We can't make schedules work. And so it quickly went on down to three guys, me and Greg and Curtis. And then after about 10 episodes... It went on down to just me going out and doing it. And, uh, just, you know, eventually, I was like, I'm not sure what I want to talk about. And it was going to be called, like, the Bars and Tone podcast. Okay. Because we worked in TV and radio and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, well, let's talk about everything. And uh, it was really bad. We did one or two episodes. I just this is going to suck so bad. <laughs> uh, I would never listen to this. And uh, so anyway, just I was watching, there's a documentary that was on uh, Discovery Channel called uh, How Beer Saved the World. Okay. And uh, I was watching it one I'd seen like three times. It's this awesome like history of how beer moved civilization along. And I was watching that at the, at the table at our old house when my girls were all still real little. And uh, one night after I came home from work just by myself watching that drinking beer after work and it kind of dawned on me. It was like, oh, it's like a light from heaven. It turned out it was just the light from, light from the spotlight above me. But it, it showed, like I noticed it at that moment. I was like, yes, I'm going to do a podcast about beer. And I, there, I don't know that there were, there were well, there were none in Houston, so I beat out. I want this on the record here. I beat out uh, Drink of Ages and What's on Tap to the punch. Nice. <laughs> so we've I, had the original on the show today. Yeah, 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 I like it. Take that, John and Leo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh was first. Yeah, I was first. I don't know. 
like the problem is I changed uh, websites early on, so the date on my original episode may still say twelve or something like that. But yeah. uh, anyway, but yeah, we were we were the first, and uh, just kept doing it. And our first. Uh, so who was on the first? Was that you and, and Chris on the the first one when, when no, you started? Chris came along a long time yeah. later. Uh, the first episode of Interbrews was actually over at Greg's house, and uh, Aaron Ecrot was our first. Uh, from uh, he's now a brewmaster at yeah, St. Arnold. Just our my last. Oh episode. wow! Yeah, just the last episode of uh, Saint, of uh, Interbrews. We were at St. Arnold, and uh, he was our very first guest. He had worked with us before in TV, and then got the job over at St. Arnold. And so we, he was the only guy we knew. And so, but there were only five breweries, so it wouldn't take long to meet everybody, which we ended up doing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he came over to the house one night. He was you know, and we did three episodes. We did an interview, and we did we tried to do like some comedic segments and some. Uh, audio theater stuff. It was bad. We thought it was hilarious. We did, this thing, we did this thing called Squared Circle Theater where pro wrestlers act out scenes from your favorite movies and we did Pulp Fiction. And it just went, it was kind of a funny like 30 second joke but we took it for like 15 minutes. <laughs> Wait, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the same thing everybody. It's like you just kind of have to figure out what works and what doesn't. And that didn't work. But interviews worked and drinking beer and you know, loving Houston and all that, that worked. And yeah. so I just kept doing it. So. That's cool. So what are some of the, like, do you have any standout interviews over the years that, that really, you know, got you excited about it, kept your interest in it? I don't I don't want to jump ahead of Josh on this one, but I, I could go ahead and say it's yeah. the four or five times that I've been on. Yeah, mm. pretty much every time I've gone to Thistle Draft Shop, Jake's been there. I'm just kidding. Uh, I've been like, I don't know if I can keep going, and then I go to Thistle, and like, I can never stop. Just because I know there's another. another well, we love having you down there. Yeah, yeah. It's. I don't. You know, the ones that were intimidating, like the first time I interviewed Brock Wagner one on one. That can be intimidating. Uh, and that took me. I think that was a hundred episodes before I got the oh, guys wow. to ask. Yeah. Um, like I'd interviewed a bunch of people around in, at St. Arnold, and around you know the different breweries and stuff, but. Uh, you know, Brock's like royalty. He's like a different caliber. He yeah. really is. I mean, he trained like half the city. I mean, yes. he, he, Brock is the reason beer in Houston is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just crazy. I mean, he's it, like, even his personality is different. Yeah. If you look at like college football, there's the coaching tree, like uh-huh. the family trees and like who coached under who and who now is, you know, the national championships and all that stuff. If you look at Brock Wagner's brewery tree, yeah. like, yeah, it's probably two thirds of the brewery. Breweries easy. Mm-hmm in Houston have like their founders have a connection to San Francisco. See that might be where we're going wrong is we're not like asking people to be on, we're challenging them. <laughs> what well, yeah, yeah. Challenging calling them cowards, is that the same yeah, thing? Yeah, I, I don't no. know. It may be, yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> hey, come on the podcast. You cowards. <laughs> Which is funny, actually I remember where this started, it was it was with fourth tap where they had said was, something yeah. about do something, you cowards. Yeah. And Tim just immediately replies like be on our podcast to get in the tub, you cowards. And I think from that moment, we just started calling everybody cowards. Yeah, we did. We did. They ignored me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm going to go knock on their door for that. That yeah. has been one of the things about this. Like, so I, I don't know whether it's like, whether we're bold or stupid, but we've, we, we haven't <laughs> shied away from asking anybody to be on the hot tub, like yeah. through email, through Instagram, through, you know, finding their phone number and text messaging yeah. them. Um, but it has been, it's been funny, I guess because of the concept. Uh, it's been so hit and miss. Yeah. Like people he- see this and they're like, "There's no fucking way I'm coming to, like to, to get <laughs> yeah. in the hot tub with you," or they're like, 
Yes, like sign yes. me up. How quickly can I get in? Yeah, it's that's a that's a craft beer industry kind of thing. Like some people like there's the two sides of it, right? There's like the not even I was gonna say like the oil and gas side, but the lemon low there, guys yeah. are all oil and gas guys. But they're that's a lot of there's them. the engineering minds and like the artistic minds, and they've got to meet somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's always beer, right? So beer's always gonna be a little bit of renegade kind of personality. But if you're more, I don't know. There's some math. And when I move my hands, this doesn't come across on an audio podcast. Well, in the water, if you if you make enough noise, it will. Yeah. So there's yeah, a Mary. Mary made the hot tub. Uh, That's hot tub um, applause. applause. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You can make your own sound. Okay. Don't worry. Maybe I'll do like a duck thing or something. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, there's a engineering mind versus renegade spirit, and somewhere where they cross, as long as it's below here, they'll do the hot tub. You know, hot tub beer podcast. But it it has been a fun journey because like I guess with this format we. Nobody's like no. When everybody gets in, they're not shy. Yeah. At that point, because all pretense is stripped away. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah I mean, you yeah. really are. You're kind of naked in front of everybody. Yeah. Beer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. And so, okay, so you had talked about like kind of settling on that format and kind of uh-huh. figuring out what you want to talk about. So we, on our side, we kind of quickly came into what we wanted to do. We've refined it as we've gone along. Uh-huh. But one of the things that we always like to do is like we had this palate cleanser, this go-to, and it started out on as Lone Star. But those cowards wouldn't sponsor us. Right. So now we had uh, <laughs> now Nowhere But Texas, uh-huh. a legal draft. Uh, Taylor Beasley, a legal draft, kind of donated a case to us. And these are the last three beers from the donated case. Okay. But that's something that we always wanted to ask every guest that came on. Like, what was your fallback? What was your lone star that you remember your initiation into those mm-hmm. light, crispy boy beers that, yeah. that you were drinking in the pastor or drinking when you weren't supposed to? Yeah, what was that? All reliable. reliable. What was that for you? Well, starting out... I played uh, rugby at Arkansas State, and rugby and oh, wow. beer are just—they just—they go together. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like you go, you go play somebody, another team, and you just beat the hell out of each other for 80 minutes, and then you take the other team out for beers. And <laughs> you know what? I have to say this. I, I've never really truly understood rugby uh-huh. until you just described it. Now I understand everything about yes. rugby. Like yeah. I, I feel like I know all the rules now. Like I Basically, love that description. Yeah, unlearned football. There's no blocking. Beat the shit out of each other, have beers. And then have beers. Yeah. That's cool. Why are we playing rugby? Because it hurts. Because <laughs> we're not clones. Yes, yeah, after the game is, well, the day after the game, thank you, yes, sir. is uh, miserable. Yeah. Especially once uh, you're over 20. It's like, <laughs> once you're over 20. Which I think oh. we all are, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. In fact, today is my 42nd birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Thank yeah. you. Right. So, one of the other things on the podcast that we like to do is we like to get judgmental on rate beer. Um, and so the early on, I did a lot of notes uh, about you know about the brewery and things like that um, until we started getting reps on, and then I got lazy about it because then they could tell their own story instead right. of me looking it up. Uh, but Brittany, new bartender at the Blind Finch, yep. uh, Secret Santa Party, she gave me a notebook and a pen, and so we're back to taking notes because. You're not a rep for Cigar City. No. But we're going to rate Cigar City today. Okay. So, uh, Cigar City, Joey, uh, Joey Redner, 2007, came up with the idea, okay. much like today's the one-year anniversary of the idea of hot tub beers, right? So, he ended up getting his spot, developing it in 2008. In 2009, put out his first batch. His first batch was Maduro Brown. We're going to get to that one at the end, right? But this one, Tampa, Florida, this is Highlight. So, we, we talked about this on the Instagram Live the other day. Highlight as a game. Do you know the game? Yeah, it's got the big long, like paddle things with the ball. Keep going. And yeah. You whiz that thing at 150 miles an hour. See, yes. I just got very excited. Yeah. yeah. Long, 
paddle ball yeah. uh-huh. whizzing. Yes. Yep. All of that. <laughs> you, you, you like bounce off a wall or something? You, yeah. So okay. Yeah. So I, I looked this up for you, Jake. Right. Nice. So there's a uh, that where where is the court is called a fonton, mm-hmm. and it's a curved mitt that's called a cesta, and you hurl the ball. Yeah, it actually, it fits on your hand. Like, on the court. Uh, yeah, almost like, like a, a glove. Like an Indian, like uh, uh, ash from. Uh, the Army of Darkness, you know, instead of a chainsaw, they have the ah, uh, it's on there, right? Yes, Straps yeah, 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 absolutely. The, okay, so yeah, like, I feel like I'm learning a whole new sport. So it is. ILI, you're you're playing in a what? A fonton. A, a fonton. ILI, you play on the fonton, and then you use a. It looks like super advanced high speed handball. Is really what it looks. Or not handball. Wall ball. Did you ever make a wall ball when you were a kid? They used to have oh, a, yeah. like a yeah. Nerf version or something, like a plastic. Ah, oh, they did, didn't remember, they? Like, yes, and yes, they yes, yes. Just whip that thing. Yep. Do you remember the uh, the movie like a Apocalyptico or a something or other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they like played that, that, but they played that like death sport with the ball and the hoop. So when I'm picturing highlight, that's what it reminds me of. It's like that warrior death sport. I don't know why with all I those. I don't words. know if the origins were warrior death sport. That would be interesting. Well, where's this from? Probably, this, so. I don't. I don't know to the origin. I know that that it's in Florida. I'm assuming it's going to be Hispanic in nature because of all the Cubans in Florida. Maybe I'm that's say racist. Highlight. I don't I'm, know. Maybe I'm thinking cricket. I think highlight. I'm going to say. I'm going to. I think you're. I think you're right. The curved see. mitt. You're you're humming it at the wall as hard as you can. Everybody's got to catch it. I don't know the complete object, but I yeah. found some more information for you. So welcome to Hot Tub. We are sports experts. <laughs> we are. Yeah, we've gone through rugby <laughs> and highlight in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, some obscure sports. But this is going to be a IPA from Cigar City. It's one of their flagship beers. Caramel malts in there, and but there's going to be a blend of six different hops. So the they're they're wanting you to find orange peel, clementine oranges, caramel that's going to be in there. All these notes that are going to be on the beer. On the nose, I'm getting the citrus and the caramel on the nose. Yeah, citrus for sure. Do you think facial hair helps you with aroma? I, you know what? That's a like very this. good question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes. Like a cat with whiskers or something. Well, it's, it, it it's helps possible. disperse up the uh, the molecules in the air. You know, <laughs> disperse up the. Uh, well, it's like like okay, so like I've had long hair and short hair. People are like, oh my god, long hair is so hot. But like, actually, long hair helps disperse heat. So it's kind of one of those in between things. Is like, yes, I can see where it gets hot and warm, but it also disperses at the same time. So I'm just going to use the same philosophy for beers, like all this facial hair. Yeah. I think it brings it in and brings it out. Yeah. That's sure. why all the brewers have beards. I mean, I mean, that's the only okay. scientific reason I can come up with. No, no that's, not, that's that's very good evidence, though. Not that we just drink beer all the time and wake up not wanting to. It's very anecdotal, but it's it's very good. It's very good evidence. I thought it was like a, because of the bad hot work accidents, and they all were scarred. And disfigured. Oh, the underneath the beards, yeah. all brewers are disfigured. Yeah. From brewing accidents, yes. horrible, horrible brewing yeah. accidents. That's pretty dark. That's, that's it's true. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody needs to step yeah, up and let us know. Oh, I don't know that it was OSHA. Stout, stout OSHA. <laughs> OSHA needs to let somebody know. <laughs> we, had, we had Kelly Meyer on. He has no hair, and he was brewing, so he's not. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's why he got it. That's why it didn't succeed. He was like, "That's not how you do it." That's true. Yeah. That's not how you open a damn brewery. You got to put your face in there. <laughs> that's Ooh, not yeah. how you open a damn brewery. I like it. <laughs> nice tie-in. <laughs> Oh man! So flavors on this one, I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I was a fan of this beer before we before we, before we brought it in the hot tub. But this Cheater. is the first time that that we've had Cigar City on the podcast. 
It, it, uh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. This is first ever. Yeah, they're hot tub virgins. When High Life They don't know it now, landed, but we just popped their hot tub, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> when High Life first landed in Houston, everybody lost it. Like, all of Cigar City, but mainly High Life and Maduro. Yeah. Like, everybody lost that it. That was pre, pre-buyout, pre right? They're owned by... They're owned by uh, uh, Canarchy. Yeah. Which but is like a buyout light. Part, yeah. It's not like a true sellout right it's they i think they call it a craft beer collective mm-hmm. uh which it, we're just going to call that the gray area yeah uh it's a bunch of small breweries getting together to make it's one like large terrapin is terrapin one or is that it so it's it's deep ellum oscar blues cigar city and then there is fourth one that's not distributed here and so it may is terrapin distributed here uh, have you seen it on the shelf I it's in georgia so then it's probably them yeah, I don't know. But e- 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 either way, the the cool thing about that partnership is so the highlight that we get, the Maduro Brown that we get, mm-hmm. is actually brewed in the Austin Oscar Blues facility. So it's fresher, yeah. faster. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, so it's like that that really kind of gives you that, that fresh aspect that you're not going to get if you're trying to get trucks from Florida, mm-hmm. you know, once a month. Okay, so if, but if I go taste this in the tap room in Tampa... Is this going to be different than what I'm tasting here in Houston? It's not supposed to be. Science says you can make it exactly the same. Mm. I think the spirit of it's going to feel different, though. Oh, yeah. I, I would think so, too. Like you, you, you're drinking it in the place of origin. Yeah. There's, there's, there's something special about that. I, yeah. I don't think... Like, I hear beer reps call beer liquid. And I don't... I mean, maybe they're just talking about just the liquid. But to me, I don't... Beer's more experiential. Okay, so where, yeah. where are you from originally? I'm from Arkansas. So, Arkansas. So, are there Arkansas beers that you hold close to the heart? Uh, there are now, but they didn't start making them until after I moved. I've lived uh, in Texas for 20 years. Okay. So, and when I, I think there was one brewery in Arkansas when I left, and I had just turned 21 when I left, so I had discovered, like, I discovered craft beer when I got here. So, that's okay. why I hold, like, St. Arnold in such reverence, because that was, that was the first real, you know, first local craft beer. But, like, I mean, Sam Adams and stuff like that. I tried that, but, you know. Um, and that was, that's one thing we've talked about, like, just kind of, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, like, that, that regional preference, like, yeah. being close to home, it just kind of tastes better close to home. Yeah. Now, there's, like, when I go back to Arkansas, there's some beers. Uh, Core Brewing in Springdale has some fantastic beers. Uh, there's, like, Wiseacre over in Memphis, because I'm, I'm on that side of the state. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not, some of that stuff is, is pretty good. But I go there with the Houston beer palette. You know, I'm like, okay. I compare everything to what I've had. So it's definitely As you a, should. Yeah, of course. But it's, it's definitely a different, uh, there's a different vibe. Okay. It's cool. But I haven't been able to go and, like, dive deep. So I, I, I got an idea now that you put it that way. Okay. What if this summer we grab Josh and we go, we go do a little mini road trip with the truck? And we surprise these breweries with the truck in the podcast. <laughs> oh. and we say, hey, by the way, we're parked out front with a hot tub. Yeah. Would you like to get in and talk about beer? I feel like they would go over well in Arkansas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like Arkansas would welcome us with open arms. Yeah. Oh, Arkansas, the kindest people you'll ever meet, but they also love to party. They're, they're just down for a good time. people. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Okay. So, so, okay, I'm so probably related to... Well, I'm probably related to all of them in, at least once. <laughs> I mean, that's what I heard about Arkansas, yeah. but I'm not so, saying... Hey, cuz... 
Is it true they got signs, like big signs on the road that say like, hey, incest is wrong? Somebody told me that. I just don't believe it. I've never seen them. Yeah. Or maybe they were all shot up. With, shot down, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Right. Just spray paint over it. So on this on this journey with inner brews and liquid lunch and, and drinking beer, what is one of the things that kind of stands out to you is like, all right, I know I've got it. I've got my concept. I've hit the nail on the head. I'm going to take this and I'm going to run with it. Mm, I, I think it was the, uh, our first on-site interview was at Carbon. And that was pretty bio. That's why I'm kind of. Who was the interview? Uh, it was David, David Graham. And uh, I mean, that was, you know, they had just opened. There were five breweries when we first started the podcast. And they had just opened, and the label had just opened, and Buffalo Bayou had just opened. And so Southern Star had been open a couple years in St. Arm. That means uh, uh, Eighth Wonder was just around the corner when you started yeah. this. Yeah. Like uh, Ronnie Crocker's book, like at the end, that's kind of like his like note is, oh, watch for Eighth Wonder. And watch, there was uh, maybe Lone Pint had just opened just before. But uh, I think the concept was letting the Houston brewers tell their story and now my podcast 10 years later is audio history of the craft beer movement in Houston okay and you know it's like a time like an audio time capsule really because you can go back and listen to people right when they open what they're they were going to try and do and then smash cut to five years later and it's like oh things are different you yeah. know and then cut to like the last two years oh COVID what are we going to do now and now everybody's kind of coming out of it and you can kind of see what worked and what didn't, and, you know. It's uh, so I guess as a, like an overall like meta kind of analysis of interviews, it's like okay, it's, it's history. Okay. But it's also the you know the people are just as much the history than just the the facts of they opened this time and they opened, they had this beer and that kind of stuff. I love that. Yeah. So it's to me it's like the, the people like get like I look at every episode as like it's a relationship building, and I don't even like to put it that way because that sounds kind of dry but like when you listen to the episode it's like how often do you get to sit down and talk to somebody like we're doing now for about an hour or whatever right it doesn't happen all that often no it doesn't and so you build relationships pretty solid relationships with people even if it's only once or twice a year that you get to sit down with them because i don't remember the last time i just sat down and talked with my wife for an hour straight <laughs> you know it's always like we got this to do this to do this one. okay let's go do it right yeah. and so you know it's um unless you're like on a road trip or something you don't sit down and talk to somebody for an hour an hour and a half that's true. So, I will say one of the things that I do love about, especially the way you explained it, but what we're doing now is, is you talk about doing the history. And so, obviously, very long ago, the only history that was ever given was all spoken word history yeah. for a very, very long time. And written history wasn't until, gosh, what, hieroglyphs were like 1000 BC or something like that? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty freaking early. Yeah. Uh, but there's been so much spoken word history and then we, we, we hit this age in the last, you know, gosh, what, 500 years where it's like history is written down. That's, that's yeah. history. Obviously, there's stories within the family, but overall, it's just written down. But now we've kind of come back full circle with these recordings, and it's all spoken again. I mean, obviously, we're still writing down, but we're moving back into this age of spoken history yeah. being such a thing. But now it's like with like that perfect like recall or that perfect like recording, we can actually go back to the original story instead of having to be like, oh, well, such and such said, such and such said, such and such said. And so that's why there was a bunch of 
twenty foot tall giants that uh, you know wrecked this building or whatever. But like now we have an actual recording. You know? I feel like I feel like on hot tub beers we may be recording the like the twenty foot giant version. We are. Issue. Yeah, somebody's yeah. got to do it. Somebody. It's more entertaining. It is. Right? You remember it. It just blew yes. up. We don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so going along those lines, right? Is there any point at which you're developing this idea and going along with it where you're like, I fucked up. I got to stop. I got to change directions. Uh, I need to fix this. Or was it all just a process of everything went right, now let's just move in this direction? No, not at, well, the one episode where I forgot to hit record. Uh, <laughs> it was like six episodes in or something. Beautiful. And, and uh, I, was, I, I remember doing it and like, getting the equipment to work. Because like, when we originally started, we were recording on this big tower computer into Audacity directly. Trying Tim. to Yes. You didn't plug in your phone. I did not plug in my phone. What does that mean? Is that it means we were literally not recording. No, 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 no. We are recording. But the audio the... isn't as good as it should be. He's recording through the phone and not the microphones. Oh. Let's start over. <laughs> you said that, okay, no, hold like, on. Let me double check my stuff. Hold on, but you, okay, so here, let's do this because <laughs> I've been watching it the whole time. It's been catching us, but it's now the audio's us. the audio's about to get a whole lot better. And now we set up the entire <laughs> the entire thing oh. for it to be recorded through the phone. Yeah, and you saying that you forgot to hit yeah. record. Oh, it's almost like it's uh, meant to be. Yeah. Those. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least we, we waited till 25 minutes to figure out we missed the mics. So, yes. So, it is. I, I kept checking so that it was showing recorded on it. We're going to have to go back and listen to see uh, how how much it, uh, how, how, how loud we are on the, on the recording. Probably not very much. I've been talking to Josh a lot. Like, that direction. Yes. The phone is the opposite direction. <laughs> I know, and he's saying that, and I'm checking to see if you're recording. And I'm like, oh, fuck, we're good. It's recording. And then you're like, nope, your phone's not plugged in. Let's go ahead and rate this beer. <laughs> yeah, let's let's rate this beer. Let's chop it up. Let's do something weird. Okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead and jump out of the gate. So, Josh, the way we do this, we've created the industry standard. Okay. Okay, so we're going zero to four. Okay. Zero is burn the brewery down. Uh, we don't oh, we don't geez. need this beer at all in our lives anymore. Okay. Four is I, I have to have this every time I get in the hot tub. Mm. Um, and so, but in this zero to four rating scale, decimals are infinite. Okay. So we, we, we can have as many decimals as we want. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and start with this one. Uh, we did start with a couple of other IPAs this morning. Uh, this one is going to be better than those other IPAs that we had this morning as far as I'm like I drank mine too fast. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just smelling what my mouth smelled like on the glass. I was going to say, do you want to <laughs> smell my mouth? No. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you caught the earlier recording, we were talking about relationships. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to rate it at a 3.87652. I, I think this is a, I think it's a really good beer. I love the, the malty backbone of this beer mm-hmm. and, and what the hops do with it. There's a little bit of pine there, uh, but not overpowering. We talked a lot about third coast beers. I, I, I often claim that Jake coined the term mm-hmm. uh, third coast IPA. To me, this is kind of walking the line. It's getting in there. There's a lot of citrus, mm-hmm. but there's, there's some pine in there. And that malty backbone kind of, it, it's a very full-bodied complex beer that I like to drink and pick apart. Yeah. All right, I'll take I'll take you up on that. Uh, I'm gonna go three point five, just flat three point five. Uh, it's good beer, man. It's good beer. Uh, I could see after two or three, I might get a little bit bored. Um, overall, though, 
a lot of juice, very approachable. I think this is something easy to recommend to your people that are like, I'm trying to learn IPAs or I want to start trying IPAs. It's not aggressive. It's mm-hmm. not overly bitter. It's just it's a very calm, easy drinking IPA, and that's that's what I love about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three. I'm gonna for hot tub beer. I'm gonna go three three one seven. But if okay. I'm sitting out eating something else, like if I'm having a burger or maybe a three six four nine. So is this a summer oh, nice. beer or a winter beer for you? I think it works either way. Um, it it does like it's cooler today, so it kind of strikes me as cooler weather. But it is made in Florida, and I know that Florida is just as sweaty as Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm, it just seems more of like a, a food pairing beer to me um, as opposed to uh hot tub throw a few back type beer. I don't know. I, I like that. I can't. I've taken a tasting class, but that was also seven years ago and a thousand beers ago. And so I can't recall like notes. I mean, yes, it was citrusy. There is the malty and it's very nice. Nice. I don't know. I mean, I like the nostalgia of High Lie. I know it's been a recipe. It was like in those uh, the beer magazines back when there were beer magazines. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. They still have them, don't they? I think there's one left. I think beer and brewing is the last one. But uh, all about beer, whatever it was that was, you know, you get in the uh, at HEB or whatever. Like, like well, let's look at beers from other regions. And High Lie was like Cigar City was one. Like, oh, you got to try that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so. I grew up with beer magazines being around the house, and it's so weird because it's like I, I would, I'm not a magazine person. But now I think about it, I'm like, I think we have stacks of them at Thistle Draft Shop. Yeah, yeah like, I think do. we got like over a hundred in the front of just room. Like, I'm like, I kind of want to go back and start reading through those, man. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Wait, hey, Josh, thanks for being brave enough to jump in the hot tub with us. Sure. Uh, jumping on this podcast, so we're going to take a little bit of a break here. <laughs> uh, we're probably going to get get a, get a little bit more beer in us, and then uh, make sure that double check all the recording equipment, <laughs> and then uh, and come back and uh, want to talk more about uh, about interbrews, more about liquid lunch. Okay. But then we're going to get into the Florida man. All right. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers. So uh, we're, we're island boys. Oh, <laughs> they're from Florida. They're, oh, they are from, they Florida. Are from Florida. Oh, the, are you aware of the island boys? I know of them. Yeah, we're just some hot tub boys. Yeah, we're just some trying hot to make it. Tub boys. <laughs> <laughs> so Excalibur came. Have you seen Excalibur made a post over there in Old Town Spring uh-huh. where they did uh, an island boy beer uh-huh. and put like Sideshow Bob on the <laughs> on the cover. Okay, and so I responded to it with like her musical comments, like we're just some hot tub boys trying to make it. You said this is Fortress. Yeah, no, 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 no. Excalibur. Excalibur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So we. I, I feel like we need to have them on. We can actually. I got they're, their phone numbers. They're really nice guys. Yeah, they're they're cool. They're. Uh, have you talked to them before? Yeah, yeah. No, I did an event with them last year where I did a scavenger hunt. Yeah. So I already met at Thistle, uh-huh. and then each clue led you to another brewery. Uh-huh. And so oh, they yeah, were one yeah, of yeah. the stops. Yeah. yeah. And so I went down there and messaged them. Well, I talked to them and I was like, "Hey, by the way, I'm just going to send a bunch of people here. Like, are you okay with that?" And of course, you know, they're like. Yeah. Money business, yeah, yeah. <laughs> send them, but they're really nice yeah, guys. Yeah, super laid back. Yeah, cool. It's just, Jeff and uh, you put me on the spot. I'd have to, I'd have to go back and look at uh, Interbrews episode two thirty nine or whatever. Oh, I am impressed. You, you remember that? No, I. Oh, you're just it's bullshitting. somewhere around that area. Oh. I know. I just hit two fifty seven. Jeff and Jeremy. That's it. Yeah, Jeff and Jeremy. 
There's a fresh clean glass for you. Okay. Anyways, uh, I, I'm sure they're not going to listen to this episode. But if they do, Jeff and Jeremy, this is your formal invitation into the hot tub. Here, I'm going to give you a little bit more. Obviously, I'm going to call you and you invite me. you as well. So, speaking of crazy shit in Florida, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so, we got the Florida Man Double IPA here from Cigar this City. Awesome. It 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 is it's a good beer, right? But okay, so Florida Man, mm-hmm. have you? I'm a reader as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a there's an author Carl Hyacin. Okay, uh, they did uh, strip tease with Demi Moore. Okay, that was his book. Um, who they made a book out of that movie? Uh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the book was first, okay, Josh? Oh. The book was first. Oh. The, uh, but he is fucking hilarious okay. and documents all the crazy shit that went on in Florida. So every, you, you've always heard that saying, like, like fiction is, can't match reality, right? right? Reality is always worse than fiction. Yeah. So when you Google your name, mm-hmm. or not your name, but your birthday in Florida, man, yeah. something pops up. So when I did on mine, right? December 12th. Yes, which is... Which is today. Today. Deputy cleared for shooting naked man <laughs> running around with a crossbow yeah. who claimed aliens were after him. Yeah, that's... That's typical. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's Florida. Most... I would say 80% of the Florida man Google searches, it has some some naked guy or naked person, some level of nudity involved. Well, PCP is a hell of a drug. It is. Or bath salts. Bath salts. Yeah, bath salts. That was was the one that really turned me out. So I'm in the middle of reading Carl Hyacinth books. So whenever I find an author I like, I kind of latch onto it, and then I start reading all his books. So I'm in the middle of this catalog, and that's when, I don't know if you all remember this, a story came out of Florida where the guy is on the bridge eating the face of the other person because he was on bath salts. Yeah. He thought he was a zombie. Yeah. 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 Hashtag Florida. Are we supposed to comment on this beer yet? Like Not a, yet. Oh, go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. You no, no, no. It's I don't free wanna, form. I don't want to throw you're off the, boss the flow. Today. No. You are you're the, the boss, boss today. today. And listen, you're a lot better at podcasts than we are. Mm. This is Hot Tub Amateur well, Hour. We on. didn't even plug in the audio. <laughs> I, 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 I do that. <laughs> I, I will say, though, he does not use penises and vaginas as much in his podcast as we do. Yeah. So I don't know who the amateur really is here. Well, I kind of feel like, okay, so so your your example of uh, you had the wrestlers acting out a scene yeah. that was supposed to be a 30-minute joke that turned into 15 minutes. I felt like a 30-second joke would have been possibly funny. The concept's like, oh, ha, ha. Yeah. We stretched it out for like 15, 20, For 15, 20, yeah. yeah. So this, I think we have several episodes where we take one dick joke and make it an hour and a half episode. That was literally last week where we talked about uh, New Zealand hops and, and just fell into whales and New Zealand fucking sheep. No. Oh. Yeah. But that kind of... But we're non-stoppable, so... Yeah. <laughs> we are. We are, we are non-stoppable. non-stoppable. Ours, the problem with ours was it was scripted, and we just kept... We're like doing impressions of pro wrestling. It was bad. You can go back, like, first three episodes. There. Yeah. Cream of the crop. Uh, actually, I was Ultimate Warrior, so it was a little less. Oh. Uh, <laughs> another one, uh, let's see, Greg was, he was uh, Macho Man, and yeah. uh, Curtis was Hulk Hogan. That's so, awesome. So I, I, was, I was at Royal Rumble 1989. 89. Hold on, yes. let me think about this. I was in the Summit, now Lakewood Church. So 89 would have been, was that, um, so let's see, SummerSlam 88, wasn't that? Hogan and Ultimate Warrior against Sergeant Slot or um I don't know. So so it was the it was the Royal Rumble was where they all jumped in at the same time. I know Hacksaw Jim Duggan was there, Ultimate Warrior was there. Was Ric Flair in the WWF at that point? No, he was not in the WWF at that point. Okay. So who else was there? 
I, I, and I also did, I want to say on my 12th birthday, we had ringside sick, tickets to something. It was just like a weekly deal. It wasn't yeah. a big one. But the Legion of Doom was there. Oh. Yeah. So me and my cousin went and came home with styrofoam shoulder blades yeah. and spikes on it. Yeah. And just beat the shit out of each other. If you go back and look at like their old AWA photos and stuff, it's straight like S&M homoerotic <laughs> but every like I remember being a kid in the 80s like they're so badass it's real they've got face paint and spikes <sighs> and collars <laughs> I convinced my mom to get pay-per-view the year that uh, Hogan and uh, Ultimate Warrior wrestled each other oh. uh, for Wrestlemania yeah yeah, that was a big deal because you didn't was, know who to pull for I, no I was upset when uh, when the Warrior won yeah passing of the torch it was a passing sorta, of the torch yeah until Hogan came and took it back we need to get y'all on Dave from Southern Stars podcast. Uh, supposedly, what he does is a lot of wrestling, mm-hmm. a lot, and I feel uh, like the three way, uh, <laughs> a three way collab. Yeah, that no, would there's be, well, there's a what is it? There's a wrestling beer craft beer podcast. There is, yeah. Uh, is it really? Yeah, it's like a lucha, lucha beer. Or I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm there's. I follow too many accounts. Who does it? They're friends of Dave's. It's well because I think if I'm correct. They filmed a few episodes, or all of them, I don't know, at Southern Star, and Dave was there with them. Yeah, because they do wrestling at Southern Star. Like, yeah. there's a women's yeah. wrestling I want to do that so bad. Yeah. I, well, I want to see it. I there was wanna... supposed to be some at Equal Parts this past weekend. Doomsday. Doomsday is a really good one, actually. It's kind yeah. of a comedy wrestling thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, much more on the humor of it. Uh, they used to do it numbers and all this stuff, but it, they're worth checking out. But the one at Southern Star, I've only heard about it. I, I ran out of time the day I wanted to go, but supposedly... The, they do it on in the brew house, yeah, and like literally throw each other into like stacks of cans. Yeah, and I saw down that the, the other day. Line. I was like, they do they know what ball just did? <laughs> no, they can't. The price of aluminum is way too high. Yeah, right. That was a that was a high, that was just a high end spot that cost too much money. That's like them blowing up in a limo on WWF back in the day or whatever. That's hey man, <laughs> if you can do it, do it. I guess so. So going back to crazy shit we've seen on both TV and in Florida. Like, what are your initial thoughts on this beer? Very citrusy. Very, um, it tastes like Florida. Like, what you, like, the Florida sign? The good Florida. Yeah. Yeah, not the uh, crocodiles on meth side. <laughs> the, uh, it's the, the citrus farm. So it's supposed to pay tribute to the world's worst superhero, is what it says in the can. Florida man. Oh, I thought yeah. Aquaman, but close enough. Near, nearly criminal volumes of, uh, of hops co- combined to create a bold and citrusy double India, I, or India pale ale. It's like a. It is. It's it's super citrusy, like marmalade yeah. biscuit kind of. It's got like a creamy mouthfeel on yeah. top of that. It is very creamy mouthfeel. So speaking of Florida man, okay, yeah. So what's on I, your birthday, I, Jay? I got mine, and this okay. was this was this year, right? <laughs> okay, which I, I love even more. Like I thought, I thought uh-huh. it was going to be like years ago. So Florida man steals candles. Sprays people with bear mace at mall, right? Right, which already is a great headline. But I had to, I had to know more. Like uh-huh. I, I really had to know. So apparently, this guy walks into Bath and Body Works in the mall uh, in a suburb west of Miami, right? Uh-huh. And he literally just fills a bag with candles. He just fills it and then starts spraying people with bear mace, like just going crazy. And people were hospitalized, which is obviously not the funny part. <laughs> no, but, it's not the funny part. But. His his getaway, right? Uh-huh. His proper getaway that he, he solved. He called a cab. He called he, a he cab. Called a cab. <laughs> oh. He's being responsible. Yeah, yeah. He is being responsible. You know, hats off to Florida man there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know what? I'm I'll take a take a leaf from his booklet and just 
fill a bag full of candles and start macing people. Call yeah. a cab. Call it on afternoon. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're on drugs. You don't want to drive. Yeah. Well, uh, nobody said anything about drugs. Although I'd be surprised if anybody was sober doing uh, yeah, that. Yeah, okay. One. So these headlines. If somebody's sober. And they do with that? The, with these headlines. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That, that doesn't well, make sense. Even even if it was premeditated, right? Like, even if, like, I thought, like, I'm going to go to the, the store and I'm going to fill a bag full of candles and I'm going to mace anybody that tries to stop me, which apparently he just maced everybody. Yeah. I, I would look at that and I'd be like, yeah, I'm getting fucked up before I do this. Like, even if it's premeditated, I'm not going in sober. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Josh, what do you got? I well, see you staring at your yeah, phone. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if there's, so there's one that, is, is interesting. You have multiple on your birthday. Yeah, it's um, okay. So on this date, uh, September eighteenth, uh, which is my birthday, uh, Florida man was seen riding a jet ski down the highway, uh, but not on a <laughs> <I'm> trailer. So- <laughs> he, he had converted a jet ski into a motorcycle. See, that's a wholesome. Florida yeah, man. And, then, and then the cops agreed that it was totally legal. And there is a picture. Where did it go? Oh. I don't really want like a jet ski motorcycle now, but it only had it only had two wheels. Yeah, that's insane. I would not do two wheels on that. I would. Oh, that's badass. Like one small turn and you're gonna be scraping bottom. So you know it would be fun. Like like we need to do like a hot tub beers party, where you just come dressed as your Florida man. <laughs> that would be cool. I'm just gonna Florida show, man party. I'm Maybe gonna show get... up in a nude speedo with uh, with a crossbow. Well, you should have already done that. Oh yeah. yeah you don't need you don't need an excuse for that one. <laughs> just, <laughs> you're just gonna walk into Thistle <laughs> with a crossbow <laughs> and nothing but a speedo on. That's the same color as my skin. Jesus. I think I think we should get you one of the slingshots, like a nude colored slingshot. <laughs> Look like a short fat Mexican Ken doll walking into uh, <laughs> into Thistle with a crossbow. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Oh. I, I, I might pay for that. <laughs> like. <laughs> what, what, what's this entertainment budget for this day? Oh, that's what we pay Tim that's to come in a, Tim. <laughs> a nude colored slingshot with a crossbow. Oh, Let's see, uh, the other one is a Florida man arrested for whipping out samurai sword and trash dispute. So, <laughs> that's why how they settle shit in Florida? Yeah. Why? Why you're so wholesome? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean that yeah. seems. Yeah, he didn't shoot anybody. No meth involved. Did y'all ever watch uh, the Donnie Baker skits on YouTube? Mm-mm. You have to go back and watch that. That was probably one of the funniest, like Florida base. And I, I think part of it is like a personality he's made, and part of it is a real personality. But he's screaming at his neighbor. He's like, "I'm a, I'm a, uh, <laughs> what do you say? Uh, I'm a come at you like a no." Oh. oh my god, I, I messed it all up. Long story short, he's yelling at his his neighbor, and he's like. Homeowners Association said we can't have farm animals, but yet you married a sea cow. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to endear yourself to a neighbor. That is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, he has a whole series. If you ever check it out, check out Donnie Baker's boat series. It is just pure gold all the way through. Mm-hmm. I mean, just all the way through. Dude, mm-hmm. I'm loving this beer. Yeah, it's really good. It is a really good beer. I should have stole more than one can from Thistle. <laughs> it's, it's really good. I'm gonna contact you by my, my LP. Department. Brought you by Thistle Draft Shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really good. I, I, our neighbors here are great. We have a gate in the fence where we can go hang out with our neighbors. Really? Yeah. You, you put that gate in there, right? I did put that gate in there. Yeah. 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 Because the fence blew down, we rebuilt the gate. We were like, you know what, dude? We're done walking in the front yards to go hang out with each other, drink beer. Let's just put a gate in the backyard. Yeah. There you go. With so, a lock on each side, maybe, so it's mutual. Or no. 
No? Yeah, There's not a lot. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's free flow. Okay. You, you could, yeah, it's right there. You can yeah. see it. Yeah. So, along this Florida Man theme that we got going, mm-hmm. uh, are there any kind of crazy stories that you've had, some off-the-wall personalities that you've interviewed uh, throughout the years? Mm. No. I mean... <laughs> well, you don't, have to, you don't have to divulge names or anything. Well, I'm trying to think. I, we, early on... Curtis was when he first started the show. He uh, he's probably the craziest person. He's the craziest person I know. He would fit right in in Florida. Actually, Florida might have have reservations about having <laughs> Curtis on <laughs> across the board. Like, oh, oh no, man, you're gonna give us a bad reputation. Uh, no, he's just he's a he's crazy. And when we were first trying to figure out how much beer is appropriate for an episode. Mm-hmm. He tested the outer limit, and uh, we, Amen, brother. We figured it out. <laughs> that was too much. Whatever that was, that was too much. And so, I mean, it was it, nothing specific. He just got crazy, uh, you know, just talking about stuff that's not at the time. It's hilarious, but when you go back and listen to it, it doesn't make for great pod. Yeah, uh, we, we got a few episodes like that. Yeah, and but nothing, <laughs> nothing. Uh, every time I go to Southern Star, though, it always ends up being like. You know, three episodes back to back to back. Like, Let's do another bonus. Let's do a bonus bonus, and we just you know all the all the beers. That's where you get in trouble. Yeah, that's always where you. That, get in trouble. That's that's where we've always gotten in trouble. Yeah, I I've had the uh, the buffer of having to go to work after I record the show. I worked at night, so uh-huh. I'd record during the day. So that always kind of kept me in check for the last five or six years. But uh, Dave always pushed me right to the like to the limit. Like, all right, you got you can make it to work in thirty five minutes. It's thirty seven minutes. You can have one more beer, you know. So it's like, yeah. like okay, fine. Uh, but yeah, it was always that that type of thing. But having work after has always that's kept me in check, and I kind of put that in place because early on we would record after work, so it'd be like we'd start at midnight or one a.m. Oh shit! And record till three, and that sucked. Yeah, <laughs> because, that does. Yeah. Okay, so. so that's that's a grind, man. That's putting in some serious mm-hmm. uh, serious time into doing this, man. It's a yeah. it's a labor of love. Yeah, um, yeah. Currently, I don't have work to worry about. Uh, my work went away, so I got a nice little severance. And I'm trying to push to make this make Interbrews full time. Actually, because of that, a little uh, update: Liquid Lunch is getting folded back into Interbrews. Liquid Lunch was originally a, a sh- uh, offshoot. Of Interbrews. Okay. Uh, we started out with, uh, there was a podcast in San Antonio called She's Crafty, and Catherine Contreras was the uh, the host. And so I was like, hey, let's just do a weekly live stream. We'll Skype you in, and then we'll have guests from around the state, and we'll do this mashup kind of show. And that worked great for about, I don't know, three months or so, and then she got pregnant again, and then, she, you know, it just, schedules wouldn't allow. Yeah, they discourage drinking well, that, when you're pregnant. Yeah. Live streams are hard. I know you do like a lot of live streams, but yeah. live streams are hard because it's like you set that date, you have to have that date because otherwise the live stream doesn't work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that was kind of the like I wanted to do both because I like radio. I like the live nature of radio. Um and I still want to do I implement some of that. So like Monday, that's tomorrow from when we're recording, I'm gonna go down to Star Sailor and we're gonna do a show, a live stream from there. Kind, but it's just a inner brews liquid lunch live so I've, I've folded liquid lunch back into inner brews okay uh kennedy is uh working a real job now i don't know why he would go and do such a thing i know right responsible real job he seems like he likes it though yeah yeah i think so and uh so you know whenever time works out if i can get this thing going 
I want to go back and you know bring him back, right? But uh, to keep Liquid Lunch alive, I've just I folded it back into Interbrews, so uh, it'll all be under Interbrews. Well, without Chris, who's going to groan when I ask you about lawn care tips? Yeah, that's it. It's I mean, just like full on. We're going to probably do a lawn care hour now. I know he. <laughs> yeah, I know he oh, hated shit. it, but like I loved it. Like every time I got on, it was like, "Hey, Josh." Lawn care yeah. and Chris, as you can just see, is like his disdain and his face going, all right, wrap it up, wrap it up. But, but that's like my is, favorite part. Now that he's he's a homeowner now, so now he's all in. He's asking me, he'll like text me like in the middle of the night, hey man, fertilizer, what do you think about is, this ratio? Is he really? <laughs> yes. I am, I am going to ream him the next time I see him about about his disdain for He has for called lawn. numerous times to ask me lawn care tips. Now that he can't do the show anymore and he owns a house, it's like, okay, now you see. So when you come back, we're going to get like Scott's or somebody to to sponsor oh, a, a lawn care hour. That's amazing. <laughs> that that's would be amazing. hilarious. That's perfect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's there's where you put on your sales hat. Yeah. There you go. You've adapted it. Yeah, the no. sales hat. Hey, Scott's. Yeah. Sponsor liquid lunch. Yes. Exactly. Cowards. So I actually. <laughs> that I ha- may not help you. I don't know. Don't tell Scott's to listen. No. it's they. I'm sure they I'm sure they do. What else are you doing like a riding lawnmower? You listen to podcasts. That's true. Oh, good call. Yeah. I mean, if Scott's is going to, you know, start, you know, investing in podcast stuff, mm-hmm. I just want to say, I love you, Scott's. I love I love your lawn care work and, and your your uh, two-in-one weed and, weed and, and feed. feed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to get that winterizer you. out now. If yeah, you sponsor our podcast, I'll, I'll start taking care of my lawn. <laughs> How about that, Scott's? <laughs> but speaking about your podcast, every yeah. time I've been on, every time I've tuned in, I've always asked like a question that means a lot to me, but it's probably very weird to y'all. Okay. And it's ranged all over the place. Yes. What is your second favorite dinosaur? No. Oh. Second favorite. I know. It's a little difficult. Mm. Oh, yeah. Stegosaurus. Why the Stegosaurus, though? We've got two brains. Do they Allegedly. really? That's what allegedly. allegedly. Two allegedly. brains, really? Yeah. Now I'm kind of going back on mine because my first one's Triceratops, my second one's Tyrannosaurus Rex. See, T Rex is always top, but they found like a bigger one, like a like a Mega T Rex. I don't know what the name of it is. The Megalodon? No, oh, no, no, that's under the that's water. A shark. That's a yeah. shark. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's scary. Yeah, but it is scary. I saw that movie, The Meg. Oh yeah. And, but uh, yeah, there's something bigger. I don't remember this, so I, I can't say that it's my favorite yet. Well, he's not my second favorite because of his size. T-Rex, yeah, he's just... The he's shape awake. of his head reminds me of, like, I don't know, like, a weird dog, and I think that's kind of cool. Did you ever see that show on the History Channel? It came on, like, it was very short-lived, uh-huh. but it came on, like, maybe about six months to a year ago, probably during the pandemic, where they have these ranches in Wyoming, and these people, like, are actually hunting fossils. And so they go and they dig up these full skeletons, and then they keep them in their garage yeah. and try and sell them to museums and shit and auction them off. Yeah, it's, uh, it's that pretty whole, cool. Wyoming, Montana, that, whole, that was underwater for a long time. Like yeah. millions of years ago. Yeah. You know, it's, it's wild. There were too. no craft breweries around at that time. When, when oh, you say, none, huh? Sucked. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. What a bunch of communists. So yeah. maybe that's what, what what happened with the extinctions. There was no beer to keep them sustained. Yeah, they were just like, but when you said Wyoming yeah. and hunting for fossils, I thought people were out there with like guns, like actually hunting no, for no, fossils. No, yeah. And I'm like, why Why would the people of Wyoming be doing that? And it turns out it's just me. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> So back back to walking around with guns or crossbows with no clothes on. Bear mace too. The Florida bear mace as well. The Florida man. Uh, this is a really nice example yeah. of a double IPA. Yes, I, I think the, the the I think a lot of times on a double IPA, the malt bill kind of overpowers the hops. Mm-hmm. If there's a balance that needs to be maintained while you're you know creating that higher ABV, we're talking on a ABV of eight and a half on this beer. I think. 
so yeah, eight and a half IBUs of eighty. Uh, I think it's really well balanced. This is the Cigar City is not the new kid on the block, no. uh, but they're doing an incredible job uh, and of, of of producing these beers and getting them to Texas in a timely manner. Especially since they're contracted through Canarchy, and these beers are actually brewed in Austin, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then brought here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go three. Three eight seven five six two, I like it. I, I, I like it better than High Life. I, mm. I think this is something. Anytime I'm in the hot tub, I like high ABV. Mm-hmm. Everything just starts relaxing, mm-hmm. and I start melting into the hot tub. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is about. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm, I was going to say three. Would you say three eight seven six two? Yeah, I'm going to give it a six three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like a yeah, like I said, it's like a orange. You fit mar- in well here. It's like an orange marmalade on a biscuit, kind of like a slightly toasted biscuit. It is. Yeah. It is. There is a lot of orange marmalade in there, and I like that biscuit uh, comment, man. Yeah. The the malt in there kind of has this biscuity yeah. notes to it. It's it, but maybe it is. whole whole grain or something like a little more, not just like a white, like a you know southern like style biscuit, but it's got a little more like the malt is a little more whole grain, not whole grain, bready. Bread, something, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the hot profile still keeps it crisp. Yeah. There's still a bite to it. Yes, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Jake? Three point seven five six four eight two two. Non-repeating. Non-repeating. Ah, nice note there. Okay. Okay. So why why the rating? Uh, mouth feels creamy. Still hot forward. Lots of floral. Um. Overall, it's fantastic. I think the you said eight and a half percent. Yeah, eight and a half percent. Very, very well hidden. It kind of tastes more like a seven and a half. That's a very good point. Um, it'll get you in trouble, but I don't see a reason to stop drinking it. <laughs> yeah. Nice, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I wonder how many people were drinking Florida Man before they uh, started getting Bear Mason candles. Yeah, it was like before they decided to rob a Bath and Body Works of candles. Yeah. I wonder if that says something about our personalities that on our birthdays, everything that was going on was criminal. On Josh's birthday, it's this guy <laughs> riding this really cool motorcycle that he created. And then another guy defending his trash can. Yeah. yeah. Or defending somebody else's trash can. I don't know. It didn't really say. But with a samurai, so with honor. Yeah, with yeah, honor. Oh, absolutely but in Texas, honor. it's legal to have a sword. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. you can wield a sword all you want, and I mean if protection's involved. See, that's that's part of the other thing that we got to think about is in Texas that wouldn't be a headline. No, it's just yeah, that's just a day. Yeah, it's yeah. Just Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's just well, Tuesday. Ain't nobody writing about that. Yeah. Hey, look, Larry down the street pulled a sword on Barbara because the trash cans. <laughs> well, yeah, she probably shouldn't have fucked with the trash can. Yeah, yeah. what was Barbara doing? <laughs> Tell that's Barbara to get her ass back in the house. Yeah. Damn it, Barbara. <laughs> Barbara's middle name is Karen. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, we're going to come back, uh, try the Maduro Brown, kind of reflect on our journey in podcasting, and talk about where it's going next. Nice. Here at Hot Tub Beers, we have declared the pandemic over, and when the dust has settled, this old draft shop is still standing. This unique craft beer bar, located at 5210 FM 2920 in Spring, Texas, is still pouring some of the best beer in the state. 
And in spite of everything that's been thrown at the beer and restaurant industry lately, owner Mary Thorne has continued to create a community of clientele that makes you feel at home every time you step in the doors. Beer buyer Jake Thorne is continually bringing in incredible offerings, sure to impress everyone from the new kid on the block to the most seasoned craft beer aficionado. Haven't been able to find a beer you like? Their selection of ciders, wines, and seltzers will not disappoint. Beer's not the only trick this pony plays. No one in the area can rival the food coming out of the kitchen. From Vietnamese wings to oyster pole bows to brats with house-made sauerkraut, there is something for everyone in the family. Check out the menu at thistledraftshop.com and follow on Instagram at thistledraftshop. Pop on in. I'm sure we'll see you there. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers. So we're back on the final segment. We're going to rate a couple things this segment, but we're doing a lot of tie-ins here. We've got a liquid lunch. If you can hear the crunching in the mm. background. Mm. Mandy has made the Thistle Draft Shop grilled cheese, bacon grilled cheese. The home game. The home game. I literally brought her all the ingredients from Thistle Draft Shop. Yes. She just did it here. Yeah, so hey, Josh, Josh hadn't been over much. Oh, she does it better. Oh, David, you heard that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's my recipe from like five years ago. So it's it's awesome. Like, if you if if you haven't listened to the podcast, I know you haven't been been. This is your first time here. The Mandy many times will cook for us. Okay. Sometimes it's leftovers made into pork tacos that are incredibly good, but Jake won't eat. Um, <laughs> they were so good. <laughs> he he had she made him three. He ate two. She took offense. She was so mad at me. Well, Tim <laughs> ate the. Ate the last one, so I it was did. not that big of a deal. I did, but I went and got Waterburger because we had been drinking for seven hours. Yeah, literally got Waterburger on the way home, and Mandy lost it. She was yeah. so unhappy with me that I didn't finish <laughs> the tacos, but I ate Waterburger like five hours later. Yes, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, what an ass. <laughs> Maybe that's what Cat was talking about this morning. Eating Waterburger, mm. fucking. Water I actually burger. don't even like Waterburger, but when I'm drunk or sick, you don't like Waterburger? Not really. I like it. If I've been drinking and I'm hungover or I'm still drunk, the Whataburger hits the spot. Mm. Or uh, I have a lot of sinus infections. Yeah. So whenever I get sick, that's what I eat. And, like, it hits the spot then. But any time outside of being drunk or sick, it's just not my thing. See, that's kind of one of the guilty pleasures is, like, a double meat with jalapenos for breakfast. You look like like you enjoy double meat, though. Oh. (laughs) All day long. For breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good way to start your day. You know, it wakes you up, open the eyes. Protein. Ah, <laughs> oh, lots of protein. Teeth whitening. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're going to get into our last beer from Cigar City there in Tampa, Florida. Uh, the Maduro Brown. Okay. This is the initial beer that they produced. Okay. So named after the Maduro Brown uh, cigar that's that's made over there. We should have semi-sweet chocolate, toffee, hints of fresh coffee. This is the in the night beer. It's going to be the in the episode beer. It is something that you sit back and enjoy, chill, and relax. So, I love that we're talking about beer, but I have to go back to the sandwich. Okay. Literally just finished it. Mm-hmm. Inhaled it. Yes. Yeah, you did. It is out of this world, and it pairs perfectly with beer. No. So it's so, butter on the bread. It's sourdough bread. Thank from you. Craftsman Bakery in the Heights. Phenomenal. Okay. Great sourdough. Then uh, it's melting cheese. Typically, it's a mix of mozzarella and provolone. This time, it's all all mozzarella. And then um, 
green tomato, mm-hmm. which is that that tart, crispy crunch in the middle of it with a little bit of acidity, bacon, mm. and then goat cheese, which wraps everything in together. You goat cheese goat, is magical. Oh my gosh! So you got the fresh, tart green tomato, the buttery, fatty bread and bacon, and then you throw the goat cheese in there to soak it all up. Phenomenal. We serve it at Thistle Draft Shop, but honestly, Mandy makes a pretty damn good grilled cheese. Yeah. Oh, she did a really good job. Oh, I got the microphone away from my mouth because I didn't want to chew into the mic. <laughs> she did an amazing job. So Fucking phenomenal. Maduro um, Brown, is there a story on, Ma- on Maduro? So, the, the only thing that I found was that they, this was their initial deal. This is what they wanted. They wanted to model something after the... Uh, after the scar that's put there, just to kind of capture the culture of Florida. Do we know what year this debuted? This seems like a... 2009. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Brownells were in that first wave of craft beer. The, you know, like the, the... Well, it was different. Yeah, the brew pub style. Yeah, Brownells and Porters and maybe a Pale Ale. Yeah, because, I mean, at the time, I mean, Guinness was still popular. I mean, what they've been running since the 1800s, but you didn't really get a lot of beer with that color it was like guinness was like the darkest craziest beer you could ever go for but yeah. everything else was ziegenbach and yeah when you think and, and guinness is only what three eight or something like that uh i thought it was like four or five it's still set five ways low yeah. yeah yeah no yeah guinness guinness is low but guinness is an absolute pioneer i mean in in ways it, just to, to sum everything up, if you ever get a chance, go ahead and Google Guinness. Google the history of nitrogenated beer. Just Google all of that stuff. It is very, very fascinating. And the reason that they're still around, I mean, I think it was literally like 1856 or something. I don't remember the it's actual even earlier year. than that. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Arthur Guinness was like 17. Oh, yeah. And so not even the right century. Yeah. He was very early. Yeah. He was uh, his, John Wesley, who founded the Methodist Church, was his godfather. Wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. That's that's cool. Yeah. And just to sum up, just like the lightest little bit of this is like uh, a, a guy, I mean, we're talking like a true scholar, like went to colleges and university and PhD and, and science and all of this stuff and went to go work for uh, Guinness. And I think this part was late 1800s, maybe. Don't don't fact check me on that one. But he, he goes in and, of course, Guinness is like, just because you're super smart doesn't mean you get to do the job that you want. So they literally, when you go over there, at the time, you were sweeping floors. You were cleaning stuff up. It didn't matter how smart you are. Yeah. That's where you start. Mm-hmm. And so part of, I mean, yeah. of what they did is they would take <laughs> older beer and newer beer uh-huh. and essentially blend them together to kind of create that carbonation, but also that, that level of, of flavor that they wanted and so this guy was like how do we dispense beer differently than like a co2 and like all actually yeah co2 i think became before nitrogen Mm -hmm. anyways long story short this scientist that was sweeping floors for guinness was like i got an idea let's throw nitrogen in it let's throw this inert gas with very little flavor into it and let's see if we can dispense it to create that same feel without having to run two separate casts blending together and it's just like they are absolute pioneers they've been around for ages yeah, yeah anyway uh, when they got their um, when arthur guinness signed the lease where he's at is a thousand year lease oh my for god the, for the uh you know the brewery the brewery is beyond the land that he got at the time but i think it's something like 25 dollars a month or something like that for a for thousand, a thousand years. years yeah wow yeah. that's beautiful yeah they've, there's a there's a great book uh by stephen mansfeld called searching for god in guinness 
where it talks about the whole lineage of the Guinness family from the very beginning. And they've done some amazing things. Like they housed all the Irish soldiers. They built houses for the families and the soldiers uh, during World War One and Two. Wow. Like just because they could. They did like parts of the family broke off and started doing medical work. And they mm-hmm. went like down into the, the slums and the really poor parts of, uh, of uh, Dublin or wherever. And uh, they pioneered a lot of like medical advances and saved a lot of lives. So is this is this a lot of the stuff as you're moving interbrews into brewing history? Mm-hmm. Is this a lot of the stuff that you're diving into? Is this a oh, product yeah. of your research? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing that I've loved the most about podcast because I'm just curious by nature. Yeah. And so anything that touches beer, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go check that out because I mean, I love diving into a beer and analyzing a beer and stuff. But mm-hmm. The story behind it and the history of everything it's touched and everything, to me, I find that just as fascinating, not more. Absolutely. That's been one of the fun of having, like, some of the brewers and the actual, like, uh, the reps that know the beer. Sounds so good. <laughs> it is. It is. They, I, I, she did it. I don't know. We're going to fawn over Mandy here for a it, little bit. And it but, pairs with Maduro so good. It mm-hmm. does pair with like Maduro that so good. fatty, buttery, just cheesy. Oh, my goodness. Really ties in that chocolatey, roasty malt. Oh my gosh! I try to stay away from food on a podcast, but not today. You know, forced it to me. <laughs> well, yeah. So we we wanted to do like a like your liquid lunch, and I wanted to kind of bring some lunch to the table here that that wasn't necessarily liquid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you can get a taste. So because this little drive shop helps us out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the beers that we get that we feature on the podcast, we're just taking out of the cooler and and uh, Mary saying like, "Go have fun, boys," uh, and just really enjoying it. I think when we started the summer season, we pulled the truck into the event room yeah. uh, at Thistle Draft Shop and did uh, the first summer episode with Top and Goliath there. Yeah. Um, and so we were half naked in the restaurant in the back of a truck, <laughs> which was like, that's how many other people are going to allow us to do that? Like, it mm-hmm. just doesn't happen. And so I wanted to bring, you know, highlight some of their menu items here, which I think is, it's, it's cool. I'm happy we did it. So thank you, Jake, for bringing all that stuff. Shout out Manny for putting it all together. Yeah. Uh, but, man, it's really cool. So, before we go any deeper, let's oh. rate the grilled cheese. No. Yeah. Oh. Zero to four. I want you to rate it from, mm. from the man who does liquid lunch, who drinks at lunchtime. This is one of those that makes me move my hands like this, and when that gets to happening, like a T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, It's like words don't suffice. I'm going to put it at like, I'm going to put it like three, nine. That's rough. Eight. What would you do differently? I don't know. I just I don't I'm like I didn't uh, pass out from ecstasy. I guess I'm. <laughs> you haven't finished yet. That's true. That's true. Like, <laughs> don't, don't like that's only half a sandwich, I, I and you've want, only eaten half of it. I just always want to leave a What's little. His, that's his second. That's his second half a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. He's yeah. only eaten three quarters. There's yeah. still yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. There's no, still I may, time. I may pass out. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I'm. Yeah. Three nine eight. Yeah. Eight, yeah. Eight. I'm gonna go four point uh, just because I sandwiches incredible. Uh, I don't know what I would do different. I don't know how to make it better. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ten point because ten point Tim's he wife broke the it. scale. No, no, I fucked that scale up. Oh, <laughs> scale's in a corner crying scale. right now. Yeah. Oh. That's that's two and a half times yeah. the normal perfect score. Mandy cooked it. She did a phenomenal I didn't know we could go there. Yeah, we can go wherever we no, want. We do, yeah, well, there's no, kind of really no rules. Like, if I'm putting the whole thing together, if okay. I'm just going sandwich alone, I've always got to give there's I never you never know. There may be a, a, a sandwich on top of a mountain somewhere. It's not better than this. I don't know. I'm just saying. I give the recipe a 4.0. I give the execution a 10.0. I'm going to give, yes, I'm going to give the execution atmosphere at this restaurant. It's it's phenomenal. (laughs) In a hot tub? Yes. uh, Yeah. All of it. 
together. This is like one of my favorite meals I've had. Nice. <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge compliment. Yeah. I At- love that, man. That's awesome. Atmosphere. There's two semi-naked guys sitting next to me mm-hmm. in water with a beer. I just dropped some cheese into the hot tub. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We got filter on the pool. We're good to go. <laughs> Is, is there like a cheese? Like I'd rather filter? swim in cheese than urine, though. As long as you're pissing outside the hot tub, we're good to go. I mean, I've got a no, few times. Doing, is that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course that's a rule. Uh, of I course knew that. It's a rule. I knew that. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, like, okay, so I, I'm glad we paired these two together, and I and I wanted to end with this one purposely, right? Mm-hmm. So, because the beer was brewed to be this complex, dark deal. The, that, that modeled after their cigars. You're supposed to end your night with it, mm. smoke a cigar, eat a nice dessert, just kind of float off into the evening with the Maduro Brown. And whenever I'm kind of like floating off into the end of the evening, I'm reflecting on what happened that day, reflecting on where everything is going, reflecting on what I need to do. So I wanted to kind of bring that to the, to the table in this segment, right? So with interbrews and liquid lunch, mm-hmm. you know, reflecting on interbrews and, equ- uh, and liquid lunch, how has it gone, and where is it going in the future? Well, overall, it's gone better than I could have ever imagined. I would imagine 10 years ago I'd still be doing it. Okay. Um, the people I've met, then the time, the conversations I've had, and the, um, the beers I've gotten to try, and it's, when I think about how privileged I am, I, I'm over the moon. I'm just, I get giddy about it. Like, I almost, like, get a little teary when I think about how blessed I am to be able to do what I do. Um, so in that regard, it's gone great. I've, I've never really concerned myself with, you know, like audience size or monetary stuff or any of that type of thing. But, uh, you know, reality being what it is, uh, you know, the push that I'm going to try to make starting 2022, I got to start making a little money with it to keep it going. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have to scale it back to what it was, like just audio, and that would be fine. Uh, I do have a new baby on the way. Uh, so Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. We're exci- super excited about that. So that's always, you know, I started it after my first three were born. They were already, I mean, they were little, but they were already there. So having a newborn and trying to do the show, is, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Good luck, sir. Yeah. I'm going to need it. But, um I don't know. I, I think I, the vision I've always had for it was always like just to keep growing, to keep uh, more conversation. Like it was never just about beer, but anything that touches beer. And I, to me, beer touches everything. So there's no conversation that's off the table. Uh, even the, the I think beer is a, a gift from God, from the, the Almighty Himself. Oh, and uh, I, you know, I, I think that it can lead to any of those conversations of the, the grandest, biggest things or the most simplistic things. But either way, all of that is a gift from the Almighty. And um, if I can just you know, reflect that in the shows through conversation and life and all of that that gets you know, presented on Interbrews, I'm all good with it. Uh, if I never make a cent from it or another cent from it, I guess I've made a couple cents from it, but uh, you know, another cent. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it was meant to be. I'm kind of, you know, a little zen in that approach to it. Like, it just, that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. And, you know, there was not a monetary value put on it, but I've, I've grown and learned and done a lot from it already. So everything after this is just extra. But, I mean, I hope to be able to do more. I've got visions. We'll just see how it works out. That's, that's beautiful, man. Like, I, I love that. I think that's, that's part of what, what Jake and I have enjoyed about this whole deal and really why... I started is like you, you I, I enjoy kind of chilling out in the hot tub and drinking mm. good beer. 
And to bring that to other people and share these stories and talk and develop these relationships, yeah. it's it, it becomes this journey of not just drinking beer in a hot tub, but just connecting with other people and having a really good time yeah. and having these moments to share for eternity, right? Yeah, yeah it's um, there's a reason we're here in 2022. This is not this was not available in 92 or even 2002. Correct. You know, uh, the ability to sit in a hot tub and record a show and put it on the internet. And the awesome beer that we have like available to us. Yes. That blows my mind every time I think about that. Like, it wasn't that long ago where you would go to the grocery store and maybe they would have Sam Adams. Maybe they would have Sierra Nevada. Maybe. Maybe. And that was it. And now you go to the, like an HEB in my neighborhood and it's like, all right, I got some contemplating to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What am I going to go home with? Yeah. 12 clown shoes sitting on the shelf for. <laughs> Enough time. <laughs> yes, exactly. How, I wonder how Clown Shoes is. That's one of those ones where it used to be, you go went to Specs. We could probably do a whole episode on like, clown, like the Clown Shoes like story just from our market. Like, yep. you know, and I'm sure there's lots of markets where they had that kind of thing going on. Clown Shoes, Prairie, kind of all those like iconic, we know them. But yeah. let's be real, not a lot of people are picking them up anymore. Yeah. Like anything that was in a bomber. Yep. Like circa four years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. where you went, you're like, oh, I can't believe they've got, I've got to try all of these. You know, I'm going to get two tonight. We're going to, you know, that kind of thing. Large format is so hard to sell now, right? Yeah. I mean, it really is. Anything above 16 ounces, it just becomes a pain to sell. Uh-huh. And I think that's a part of the market of being, there's so many options. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to commit to a 22 ounce Palmer? Do yeah. you really want to commit to a 19.2 can? You know, it's like our 750 milliliter bottle. Not really, because we all want to have like six or seven different beers, and very specifically us as well. When we when we do a lot of these, mm. the majority of the formats we're getting are all 12 to 16 ounce cans. That's yeah. the majority yeah. of the format. Yeah. It sounds like we're going through these big things, but quite honestly, there's just not a big market for it anymore. So it's kind of one of that pivot situations with, you know, cans not being available this yeah. year and, and uh the shipping becoming more expensive. It's like it's it'll be really interesting to see what the format situation and all these cool labels and packages are over yeah. the next five years. It, yeah, I could you could make a case for bombers coming back a little bit in that you know uh, COVID's pretty much gone away or going away. No matter how much there's certain people that want to hang on to it, I, it's pretty much done. Yeah, and people are getting out there. And I've said I told this to Brock on the episode we just did. And I think I, I might have said it to. I, 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 sometimes I come up with a point and I just I repeat it a bunch so I'll repeat it again okay. uh, I think craft beer places like Thistle brewery tap rooms are going to be the places that give uh, social therapy that we need because we've been locked down That's and a great call yeah it's uh, we've, we've been locked away from people and but people need people that's the problem is like we're, we're social creatures by our very design and so i think we need to sit across the table from people even people we haven't met like maybe you, oh we have a wait at thistle but if you want to sit with these people you don't know at the bar or whatever you can sit now or our, across the hot tub yeah or across the hot we do cons- invite strangers in we do yeah so <laughs> well i say we more more tim i just yeah. i'm just here yeah. I'm available but i think a bomber like that's a good like Let's have three people try this beer, and that's yeah, just absolutely. enough for three people. Yep. Or let's two people, and let's really get into it. Or sit by yourself and be lonely, but get really, tanked. really get it. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when Endeavor was in Bombers Only? Yes, I do. I have a – maybe here's a regret that you asked about. So there was this chug challenge going around for Ooh. a while, and uh, Curtis, who I said was crazy, he was like – you know, he chugged a beer on – he posted it on was Facebook. Last year? 
No, this was years. This okay. was many years ago, but uh, it's like four years. I don't know how long ago it was. I can't. This is why I can't remember. So he chugged a, a, a bomber and then challenged me. All right, one up me. So I got an Endeavor, a, a bomber, chugged it. I love Endeavor, but that hurts. And then I got a second bomber back to back and chugged it. Of Endeavor. Yeah. You're wild, man. Videoed Who it. Who let you in this in this hot tub, man? <laughs> I like, video, well, that's the thing. Did you I, video after? No, that was the thing. I videoed it. I was like, what's up now? And I kind of like st- like stumbled towards the phone, turned it off. I was like, went, walked into the other room. I was like, hey, Kelly, my wife. I was like, check this out. Look what I just did. She's like, you can't post that. <laughs> I, I was like, whatever that was. And then just like my words trailed off and I just kind of passed out on the couch at that point. Yeah. It was like a 9% beer or something like that. Eight, I, eight and a half. I, th- like. I think it's nine plus, I think. Oh. It's been a while. Yeah, okay. Anyway. It is not a low ABV so beer. So I chugged two, two uh, Endeavor bombers back to back. That's and 44 ounces. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah, it... The room spun. I love Endeavor, man. <laughs> I love Endeavor, but that is brutal. Yeah, that was where that was where I realized, okay, I used to have this ability to do kind of one-ups kind of stuff, especially with chugging beer and things like that from different you know positions and things like that. Not anymore. That's a young man's game. Those days are gone. Yeah. No more handstands on oh. kegs. And, I do it in bikinis and Speedos. Yeah. I never did it for volume. Yeah. So was, <laughs> you have a long career ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you do have a long career. Great career. It's a longevity thing there. Mine was like the power puncher, but then you get knocked out. You get clipped. Yeah. And then your chin goes. Yeah. That's what happens. Well, I learned <laughs> in what I do is you never know how many times you're going to shotgun a beer in a day, mm-hmm. which is obviously not great work habits but it happens a lot so it's like especially during the pandemic mm-hmm. it's like i may be shotgunning a beer at 10 a.m because you know somebody comes through and they're like hey i hadn't seen you in a while let's shotgun a beer i'm like cool yeah, yeah let's do that one beer is nothing it's breakfast you yeah. know somebody comes in at two hey like i'm only here for a minute let's shotgun a beer and go okay cool i have a shotgun you know not a big deal and then like by like 10 o'clock at night there's like people that's like lining up to do shotguns with you and it's like <laughs> this is such a weird time to be in the beer business there's a lot of shotgun but that was that was the thing you know with the really? shotgun friday group yeah, and like all that, of that stuff that ended up being seven days a week yeah 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 it literally was seven days a week man and it got seven wild Fridays. it was just such a cool social media anomaly and like it's probably a good thing robbie shut it down mm-hmm. which is where it all started it was more of a ritual than they ended up putting it online it was already a thing yeah. and then it escalated to where it was at first the beer scene it was the craft beer scene like everybody got on there you shotgun a beer you see your friend you say hello and it was got i mean we get a lot of like a lot of traction you get like 100 plus likes and like 75 comments and stuff like that like it was it was a lot of traction in the community but then it grew to like you know, a couple thousand, then like a couple more thousand. I think before he shut it down, it was like over 20,000 people that getting on here, just shotgunning beers (laughs) and like Robbie just shut it down because it started getting wild. People were hanging wang. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean like it was, it was getting wild, man. So anyways, uh, 2020 was a wild year. Robbie, uh, I, I'm sure not a lot of people say it. I'm sure they all say they miss it. But thank you for shutting it down yeah. before it got out of control. Right. So a year of reflections has turned into shotgunning and hanging wang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember story. the first time I saw Wiener on on the Shotgun Friday group. I was like, <laughs> "Is that really? Yep. Nope. That's there's Wiener there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but thank you for sharing your story. Thank you, kind of sharing like how it's gone and where it's going. Yeah. Like, it's it's. It's interesting, I guess, from from where we're at. We're, you know, exactly a year away from the the inception of the idea, close to a year and away a year away from the uh, first episode. Yeah, and just kind of taking this path, taking this journey. I know you talked about, you know, scheduling. 
and getting people together, that was a hard deal. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that was something that we struggled with as well. Uh, Jake cured that scheduling episode or scheduling issue with for me, right? So like every time, like Jake's been incredibly flexible. Like, all right, Jake, I'm doing this Sunday at this time. All right, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, so like he's he's been there every time, and so it's been great. Um, but finding these little problems, and it's fun to find somebody to talk to that has seen these and somebody to learn from. Huh. And so I really appreciate you coming on. Sure. Not only just to drink beer and, and hang out with us and rate beer, but to kind of teach us like what's going on yeah. and where it's going for you and maybe the path that we can take as we continue to grow this. Sure. Well, anyway, I can help. I'd love to. And uh, like my wife gets really tired of hearing me talk about stuff. So just to have somebody to <laughs> somebody else to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Else to talk to. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. There's a lot of information and some of it's not even relevant anymore because it's, you know, it was relevant, learned it. And then something else happened, and now it's not relevant anymore because you know, the internet changes, technology changes, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, it's good to be able to reflect back on some of that old guy stuff. You know, so it's it's a blast. Podcasting is a blast, and it's gotten to be where anybody can jump in and do it. But, um, you know, if you're good at it or just have a knack for it, you'll you'll figure it out and get better. And I think you guys have. I, I think you've gotten into a groove, and you know, some you just, people some people are not good at it. <laughs> yeah, but you guys, you guys are good at it. So. You just gave me a heart boner. Ooh. This is like the safest for work episode we've had. So I really want to make sure you know that safest, I have safest I, for work episode. We I have had. a heart boner oh, just to make sure boner. that it's in there. Is that what's poking out underneath? How good? Uh, one up. Something's on poking chest. out. Is there still goat cheese over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Floating that around. was. <laughs> Hope that filter's on so, full blast. Let's go ahead and let's uh, let's rate Maduro Brown. Okay. Oh, I fin I keep finishing mine early. Sorry, hey, I just, that's okay. A good like I, I, I should have brought more builders from Thistle. That's my fault. No, uh, but was... I brought these samples. But kind of tell us on a scale of one to four, the inner brews version uh, or inner brews uh, perspective on Maduro Brown from Cigar City. Mm, just a solid, very drinkable, very food friendly brown ale. Great with a grilled cheese with goat cheese and bacon and mm. green green tomatoes and, and, and the perfectly toasted bread and everything. Yeah, great food. Like, brown ales are one of the best. Uh, and this is just a solid, not not overly hop, not like a, what was like the Texas brown that was like the super hoppy brown ales or something? Maybe, am I just, I don't, I'm dating myself now. Uh, I don't really remember that. Are you, I mean, give me a, an example here. Are you talking like St. Arnold brown ale? No, well, no, I'm talking. They weren't it, hoppy. It was like Dixie Cup did a Texas brown. They wanted their own okay. style, so they like the Texas brown ale. And it was just a, a hopter, hoppier version. Yeah. Um, some, I don't know, like an American IPA, but with brown, brown ale, malt bill kind of deal. Yeah. Maybe slightly different hot profile. I don't know. Kind of like the the DBA from Dogfish Head, the double. Uh, yeah. Sorry, not the double. I'm sorry, IBA, the India Brown Ale. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, that. Yeah. It was kind of in that okay. that realm. Uh, this is not that. It's nice, you know, nice hot presence, not just cloyingly malty sweet. It's just good, balanced, good classic brown ale that will go great with a sandwich or sitting by the you know the fire pit or. Half-naked dudes, half naked dudes pool in a water. pool of water. Yeah, <laughs> just Hell yeah. all around good. Four. I'm going to give it a three. I don't know. Can a brown ale hit four? I don't know. that. There's no rules. I, that's up to you. To me, I, to me, I think brown ale's role is not to be ever to hit a four. I agree with you. I think brown ale. You think they, can, they come with some humility to them? They're hu they, yeah, they're, they're, they have humility. They're, they're humble, but yet they're okay with that. Yeah. They're like kind of they're they're comfortable with their humility. They're comfortable with their role. They're a role player. Ah. 
and uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it the a three seven eight nine nine. Three seven eight nine nine. I'll yeah, like and uh, I would repeat the nine. Or are you gonna stop it too? We'll repeat it because I could drink. I could drink these all day. Yes. Yeah, especially like especially if you got something on the grill or anything. Yes. Yeah. So oh, that's good call. Yeah, Jake, what do you think? I'm gonna go three point five. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Josh. I don't think brown ales deserve 4.0s. Just I I want to agree with all of it. I think there's humility. Yeah. I think there is. I think there's a very specific time that you drink a brown ale. I think they're very situational. Um, overall, the uniqueness is not overwhelming. It's like a good loaf of bread. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you get a good loaf of bread, you're like, yeah, that's a good loaf of bread, but you don't go. Oh my God! You have to have this bread. It's like, yeah, that's a good loaf of bread. You know, right. yeah. I'm cool with that. Um, malty, chocolatey, uh, very well rounded, good carbonation. It has kind of this, like tang on the back end, okay. which is very very interesting. That the more it warms up, that kind of the tangier it gets in the back end, which is very very relative. Obviously, it's not like sour or nectarine tang. It's like mm-hmm. just kind of it's got its its own little twist right there at the end as it warms up. Um, overall, highly would recommend, and it's yeah. uh, it's a classic and a standard. Yeah, you did rate it, correct? Yeah, three point five. Oh, three point. That's right. You started oh. that. Uh, but so I'll close it out. The I really like the the I, I like going last because everybody gives me good ideas as we're going right because it, I don't know this is part of the fun of sitting in the hot tub and hearing different perspectives because like you're talking about the biscuit and I'm like oh shit yeah I do taste that yeah that is really really good and some of it's the power of suggestions some of it is just the fact sitting around and, and drinking good beer with people who understand good beer is a lot of fun yeah uh, and you really get to enjoy it for me this beer um, you're right the, that brown ale that's the working man's beer this isn't something that's supposed to be flashy it's not supposed to punch you in the face or wow you and and come out with stars all around it and be highlighted. This is got the guy that sits in the back and says, you know, if you love me, you love me. If you don't, then keep moving. It's not a big deal, right? <laughs> um, I, 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 in, in that respect, I think if the brown ale got a 4.0, I feel like the brown ale might be pissed at me. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go along the line with you guys. I'm gonna go three, three, seven, eight, five, six, four, two, um, and and I'm gonna end it there with that solid two. Um, it is a really, really good beer. Yeah. It is, it is a nice way to end the evening. It is a nice way. I can see myself. I love the idea of smoking something on the, uh, on the grill. Yeah. Drinking this beer, popping in and out of the hot tub, having fun with family over. I like the idea of just ending a night with it. I like the idea of eating it with a grilled cheese mm. with fried green tomato mm. in there mm. and bacon and goat cheese. Ah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but an incredible, incredible beer. Incredible offering from Cigar City. Cigar City didn't disappoint today. No. Um, whether it's brewed in Austin or whether it's brewed in, in Florida, uh, they didn't disappoint today. They did a really good job. And so shout out to uh, Cigar City for producing some amazing beers. Um, and we said it on the podcast, so it has to be true. Uh, there should be a bump in Florida Florida beer production now that we've said it on the podcast. Correct? <laughs> Yeah, their sales should yeah. go up. Should, when should, should, should. Goes out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we're we're uh, you know three parts tongue in cheek, one part arrogance here. I wanted to add one last little thing for go whoever ahead. whoever is listening. If you've been playing the shot game the whole time, I just want to give you a little closeout. Noise. <laughs> <laughs> There's a secret shot game going on. If you know, you know. If you don't, drink up every time he says noise. There we are. And so 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Cigar City. Thanks, Josh, for, for being brave enough to get in the hot tub. Thanks for having uh, me. Not everybody is brave enough to get in the hot tub. Anytime. I absolutely love the fact that you're here. Thank you for not only just kind of, you know, coming to have good conversation and drink good beer with us, but to kind of share some of the knowledge about what we're getting into that, that we haven't learned yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to have you here. Um, and looking forward to wherever your podcast journey takes you. And consider Hot Tub Beer fans of Interbrews and Liquid Lunch well, vice versa. as it continues. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And we appreciate that. If, if you like what you're hearing, make sure that you're hitting the link in our bio on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us at Hot Tub Beers on Instagram. There's a link there. Uh, you can listen to us on any platform that you'd like, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. You pick it. We're there. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Make sure that you rate us at 5.0. If you don't, you're a coward. And <laughs> everybody else, make sure that you're uh, keeping up with us. There is a link on the bio as well. If you want to make sure to keep the hot tub warm, you can click on that link on the bio and donate to us uh, for as little as ninety nine cents a month. A month, excuse me, for as much as two million. Two million a month. Uh, <laughs> we, will, we will accept it. We will not tell you no. Uh, but thanks again for everybody who's listening for tuning in. And until next time, guys, enjoy your hot tub beers.